Welcome everyone to another edition of the Defender Discussions. This is Matt Boss for the Dort Media Network and Dort Athletic Communications. Today's guest is head cross-country coach Nate Wolf. Coach Wolf, thanks for joining us. As we look into this 2022 season, I'd like to start by looking back at the end of the 2021 campaign. Your team's nice showing at Nationals. They finished eighth up in Washington. And great finish for your squad. Your thoughts as you look back at that. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for doing this. Uh, and yeah, can we kind of Oregon, Washington. It's just across the the river into Washington, being in Vancouver there. But um, yeah, it was a good end of the year for our team. Um, both groups, you know, at the, I think it helped that we have run there uh, multiple times over the course of the career for uh, especially the upperclassmen. And you could see that, especially on the men's side, uh, the men really were able to get out and place themselves in the race appropriately. They didn't get lost within the shuffle. Um, there's a lot of a lot of turns within that course there, and so uh, positioning as you go through that and and not having to slow down, being able to keep your rhythm, it just it, the experience really helped them. I think the women, uh, you know, Jessica was out hard and and towards the front, and so she really didn't have to worry about that. We did have a few, I think, um, sophomores that probably got caught up in the mass of humanity at the start, and and um, we'll be back there and hopefully um, nationals at least will be back there in two years and hopefully we're there and and um, those people will have had that experience and and hopefully it'll pay off for them at that point but yeah it was a good end of the year for both teams you look at your cross country and then the track and field squads I believe after track and field season a nice honor by the the national the United States track and field cross country association the Dort program is amongst the nation's best at the NAI level your program the, the state of the program is an outstanding what do you attribute that to yeah I, I appreciate that I think the you know the that ranking that comes out it take, takes into account um, national finish for cross country national finish for indoor and outdoor track and field. And so, you know, by the time cross country is done, there's only 36 teams that are even, even able to do it, um, on, on each gender. And so, um, for, for our team to, to be one of those teams the last couple of years that have been in the top, I think, I think we were top five on the men's side, both of the last two years and maybe top six on the women's side or something like that. Um, I, I think it really shows the the discipline of the athletes. Um, I think the density of the athletes. Um, there's a lot of athletes um, that are able to um, and that have been able to to maintain health throughout the year. It, it's not an easy thing for a cross country runner to run at a high level um, for both cross country, indoor track, and then outdoor track as well. Typically, um, we kind of have to pick two of those, uh, but. We have enough uh, enough depth and enough athletes that that identify within one of the one or two of those sports as their favorite that we've been able to to continue to compete at a high level um, within the the national meet for all three of those sports. Talk about the summer. What does that look like in terms of training? What kind of workouts are you forming for your athletes? Are they focused on speed work or is it distance and building up that mileage? Is there some strength training involved? What does that summer look like, and how do you monitor that as a coach from a distance in some cases? Yeah, this year was unique that we had probably our largest number, at least on the men's side, the largest number of people that were local. And so it was interesting to be able to see um, those people working together uh, collectively and, and the quality of workouts that they had. Um, yeah, and, the, and then we have people, yeah, that are all over the world, um, to be honest. Uh, when we When we 
put on the map this year where our team was from. Um, we had we stretched from Kenya to um, Alaska, um, northern Alaska at that. So um, I think that's like 13 time zones or something like that that we we cover as a squad. So they're literally all over the world. Um, yeah, we 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 really work on base like a lot of lot of, like a lot of teams do. Um, but I we all I try to incorporate some um, some quality work within that. Maybe a little bit more than than some programs do. Um, not a lar- large volume of that, but we start that process um, pretty early in the year. You know, we work all track season to develop certain aspects of a of a runner. I don't like to just let those those um, those parts of of their system go untouched throughout the summer. And so we we kind of try to maintain those areas that we've developed uh, throughout the year, while at the same time um, really working on um, their aerobic base. And we utilize, you know, everything's, yeah, everything's connected anymore, right? So we utilize Strava to um, connect the, the team. Um, it's, for those that don't know, it's really kind of like a Facebook for, for endurance athletes. Um, they can comment on each other's runs. We have a group that is our, our team. Um, they can see how, how many miles each person has run each week. They can see what the different different paces, races, how much elevation they're doing. Um, it's interesting. The first year we did it, um, we kind of just got the runs, but now we get people putting stuff on. Like I walked the dog or I, I hiked a mountain and, um, they, they, they can include videos this year that that was a new piece that was added. So they, they put videos on of where they are. It's, it's quite a interesting, um, it's, it's quite different from the days where we would, we would email or excuse me, write a letter out to the underclassmen back when I was in college and say, welcome to our team. Um, so it's, it's got good and bad pieces. I mean, it's also difficult cause you can see what everybody else is doing. And sometimes, you know, you're going through a rough patch in your training and, and that can be hard. Um, sometimes that can be motivating. And so uh, we really try to, to utilize it more as a tool, um, but they, yeah, they've gravitated to it in, in much broader than just a reporting tool. We're at that point of the season where all the preseason rankings are coming out, both at the conference level and the national level, and the defenders are right there. They're picked to win the men's and the women's in the, at the conference level. Not only that, but your programs, both in the top 10 nationally, the women Right where they finished last year, they're ranked eighth in the preseason poll. The men, they've moved up five spots to that number three ranking, which is the highest ever for the defender men. How do you handle those expectations with your athletes? Are they aware of those kind of things? And what steps do you do to to make sure that you can manage those things? Yeah, those are really nice um, recognitions here to start the year. Um, Probably like any coach that would sit and talk about this. I mean, they they don't mean a lot. Um, other than when we, when we did talk about it as a team, um, it, I think it shows respect from Raiders and from other programs. And so, um, that's, that's awesome. Um, yeah, you know, this is the first year in, in a long, long time that the GPAC has done, um, preseason rankings. We talked about that as, as a uh, coaching body within the GPAC this last spring at our coaches meeting. And one of the things that, you know, I really encouraged was that in, in addition to doing, um, preseason rankings that we would also do a highlight of a, an athlete, an athlete to watch or a runner to watch for each squad so that um, it's not just the, the top team or the top two teams that really feel like they get publicity, but it really allows the entire 
the entire conference to have publicity within our sport. Um, each school has runners that are that are excellent and outstanding runners and coaches that, that do a fantastic job. And so um, I'm really excited about um, not just the preseason rankings, obviously, then the respect that comes with that, but even the ability to be able to highlight within our conference um, the different runners from the different programs. So um, you know, and, and we did talk a little bit as a team nationally what what those rankings mean, and and um, you know, we, I said you know we can either sit here and be glad that we were, we were ranked these spots at this point of the year, or we can we can forget these and go to work, and and we really need to focus each day on on what we're doing. Um, we we did a long run today, and it went really well for some people, and for some people it was it was a little hot and humid and. They were a little tired, and, and we talked with that group about, you know what, we need to get hydrated. We need to get ready for tomorrow because tomorrow's coming, and we need tomorrow to be the best that tomorrow can be. And uh, I think for our program, we really try to take it that way. We, we try to look at one meet. Um, I'm, I know that the athletes within our program and the expectations that they have of themselves, I, I know that they are probably looking at, at some of those championship meets, but um, I think because of that, I, I don't have to put – too much of an emphasis within our program on that. And so um, we're worried about today and, and taking care of what we do today and, and making sure that we're ready for some good quality workouts as we go through this week. And taking um, some of the individual pictures, the team picture, and being out at your time trial, I'm heading into a squad size. It looks like you have great numbers once again on both the women's and the men's side. Yeah, well, I think the numbers are 31 men and 30 women, or, or maybe it's 32 and 29, but um, so really large squad. We have two um, large freshman classes, well, 14 men and uh, seven women plus uh, one transfer female, uh, which we'll talk about, I'm sure, here in a little bit. But um, it, it's it's a large squad, and I think there's some really positives about that. We ch- I challenge a team at the start of the year. We can we can look at a large squad in, in two ways. We can look at it from a negative standpoint and, and know that each day I have to come prepared um, because I have to be the best that I can be at the end of the season to have a chance to, to go to the conference meet and to go to the national meet. Or we can look at it as, as that each day I have people that I get to run with that I care about, that are um, fantastic people that love to run, that, like, that have passions that are similar to, to me, that, that are going to help me to be the best that I can be at the end of the year. And um, I, think, I think we've seen over the course of, of the last uh, several years as the program has increased, um, the benefit that having that density has for athletes in, in their development as runners, but just even in their development and in all other aspects of their lives. I think that their, their college experience is richer because um, they're surrounded by people that, that can be their best friends and people that are going to be in their weddings. I, I think there were nine different weddings that I had this summer that were um, from people within the team and some of them were getting married to, to other people within the team. And some of them were, were getting married to outside of the team, but, but it was amazing to me to see the number of teammates that would come to those and that were in those weddings. And, um, I think those are the, the types of things that we, we can, we can get when we have a squad that's, that's this size and, and when everybody buys in and, and is dependent on, on each other for, um, our, our improvement. Building on those points, I've been around your squad quite a bit, both cross country and track, gotten to know your athletes, to know the coaches. I've had a daughter that's run for you. I have a son that's part of the track and field team. And the culture of the defender cross country and track and field team is just outstanding. And I think who wouldn't want to be part of that? And what what things do you do to promote that healthy, good culture? 
Well, I appreciate that. I, I kind of would like to think that who wouldn't want to be a part of it. I think that. <laughs> they all want to be part of you, uh, close to you, Coach Wolf. Yeah, I appreciate that. Well, yeah, I, I appreciate that. And I, I think to me, um, you know, I think it's intentional. And we talked about that in our preseason camp. I, you know, we have, we have multiple meetings. And by the end of the meeting, the end of the last meeting, I, I, oftentimes I'm like, you know, these people have to be tired of listening to me uh, talk. But I, I said um, this year, when we got done, I said, I, th- these things that we're talking about in terms of what we want your experience to be, um, in addition to your running, um, what we want your experience, how we want your running to, to influence your spiritual life, your, your academic life, and all these things, these are really high-minded and really, um, they're big thoughts. And they're kind of hard, I think, when you're a freshman, maybe to, to look back and go, how, how, how look forward, how is this going to, how is this going to work for me? I, I don't even understand what we're, what we're talking about. Um, but as we go through, I think I challenge them, we have to be intentional about this. Culture, um, team unity, these things don't just randomly happen. Um, you know, when you have 60 people that come from Kenya to, to Alaska and everywhere in between, um, people have different beliefs, people have different opinions. And we live in a culture that, that, that that's not, we, we, you know, we, we kind of shut people off that don't think like us or, or want to think like us. And, and I think our challenge this year, one of my challenges this year for the team was, um, how, how do we live into that? How do we live into a place where, where we don't all agree? Um, I mean, we, we see in, in the Bible, the disciples don't always agree. Paul and Peter didn't always agree. Um, how do we work through that? How, how do we continue to move forward as a team and, and as a body of Christ when, when we live in a culture that says, no, we're going to stop um, having relationship because you don't think the way that I do? And so, yeah, again, big-minded things that we, we, we talk about, but I think um, we try to have those conversations ahead of time. We try to put those things um, out there so that we're not reacting um, to situations as they rise throughout the season, because every season has its ups and downs, but that we have some something to to come back to a, a north star, if you will, within um, within what our our conversations have been to to help to direct us as we move forward. Let's talk about your athletes, uh, some of the returners for both the women and the men. Who are those? What are those names? And uh, just if you share share to the listeners who who the key returners are yeah we have large squads on each side returning i think we i think it's eight men and eight women from our national squads and and conference championship squads and so um that's a i think that's as big as we've ever had probably on each side i'm i'm just guessing um at least combined 16 out of 20 um on the women's side, um, you know, Jessica Campman is a returner for us. Um, she's two-time All-American um, and was conference runner-up last year. Taylor Onema was a, a conference champion two years ago. Um, and then we have some some juniors that um, have really had great careers and have, have really taken another step. Lucy Burkowski, um, Annika Homan, and Margaret Miskowski. All three of those are have been multiple time all conference runners and have ran at the national meet um, as freshmen and as sophomores and um, yeah looking at kind of how things started off this year I think they're ready for for another jump um, uh, a person who's not a re- returner for us but is a, a new person that has quite a bit of uh, extensive um, experience at, in cross country is Christine Hanemichael. Uh she ran it at uh, Morningside um, for her first few years here. Um, and she, with, with coach Nash, uh, she graduated this past year and she decided to get a social work major, uh, excuse me, social work master, which we, we have here at Dorton. So, 
Um, she came up here and she has some eligibility left because she had started out her career as a basketball player. And so she's going to do, um, she's going to do some running and some, some social work master's work. And so, um, that <clears throat> will make for some pretty successful, I think, um, practices for us. I mean, that's a, some, some good density. Hopefully that translates into some races as well, but on the guy's side, um, just a ton of experience returning from last year. Um, two, we have two conference champions on the men's side returning and Davis Tebbin and, and Eric Steiger. Uh, Davis was last year's conference champion. Uh, Eric was an all American two weeks later. Uh, at the national meet and was national runner up in the, the steeplechase this past spring in outdoor track. So, um, in addition to that, uh, Joe Anderson is coming off of one of the best track, uh, indoor and outdoor track seasons that I've, I've ever seen. He had, he has three school records individually and two part of two relay school records. Um, just an absolute tremendous summer of training for him. He's one of the guys that got married and, and, uh, so yeah, he, he is just having a, a, a great run here. Um, Peter Shippey, uh, Ethan Summerhays, Aiden Vorster are, are guys that uh, Peter went to nationals this last year in the steeplechase, made finals, um, and has continued that momentum. Ethan and Aiden had great outdoor track seasons running the 10K and phenomenal summers of training um, and are both running really, really well. And so, again, a, a deep team, a lot of really good freshmen behind that. And I think in the next five guys after that for our time trial, we had four uh, that came across that were freshmen. And so I'm excited about that group of freshmen as well. One of the first things that you've done is you've had that time trial to two-mile time trial that happened last week. Um, I was there watching that. Uh, a couple of things that stood out to me, Aiden Vorster, outstanding showing, I thought, on the men's side. And the women were led by, uh, you, you mentioned her, Christine Hanna-Michael, and then Lucy Burkowski looked strong as well. Yeah, the the time trial, it, there's a big difference between doing a time trial and going and running those races. I mean, two miles and, and five miles on the guy's side. But we do the time trial. It gets me some data um, in terms of kind of the types of paces that we should be doing for workouts across the team. It also... I think it also gets out some of the nerves about, you know, where do I, where do I fit in with the team? And so it, it kind of calms our early practices down, um, before our first meet. But, uh, yeah, you know, Aiden Vorster, um, he had a really good start to last year and I think didn't quite have enough volume to his summer as a freshman to really sustain throughout the, the entire season. Um, but man, you could see an outdoor track. He, I think he went three on a 32 flat, in the 10 K at one point, And it was like, if this guy has a good summer, he is going to be, he could be a, a stud. And, um, he did, he put in a really good summer of training. He, he ran incredibly well, um, gives us a ton of depth to have a guy like that, that comes in. I mean, he was number two guy to cross the line from that group of guys that I said. Um, and that's, a, that's a pretty good group to run with. So, um, we'll see how that translates to the eight K, but with what he's done in the 10 K, I, I think it's going to translate really, really well. Uh, on the women's side, yeah, Christine, um, she's competitive and has really worked hard to try to fit in with our women's team. Um, that group of women that I mentioned, they almost all went out together. And then um, over the last probably 600 to 800 meters, Christine separated herself out and Lucy kind of got pulled along. And And Lucy's coming off of by far one of the, the best summers of training that I've had a female have. And so um, those two ran quite well. And um yeah, I, and that's continued. But two days later, uh, we did a did a workout, and and those 
those ladies all kind of switched their order. And I, I anticipate this year, kind of like last year, that we'll have a lot of interchangeable parts within the top eight. Looking at your schedule, uh, you have another week plus a couple of days to prepare. You open on a, on a Friday night. I think the date is uh, September 9 up at SDSU. Uh, what do you look for in that first meet? Who's com- what other teams will be there? And just some overall goals for the defenders. Yeah, well, I, I will tell you this. I, I wish we had another week before that first meet. Um, but I, I think if we had another week, I'd probably ask for another week. I tell that to... Yeah, you probably would. I think Mike, Mike Biker tells me that every year. You're never ready, it just seems like. But um, that's true for me, I guess. But anyway, um, yeah, they they um, we, we're going back to SDSU. It's been a long time since Dort's been at SDSU. Um, I I really like opening up that that second Saturday. I, I feel like it gives us enough time to get over some soreness. I I feel like it gives us a chance to find out who who's ready from a, a health standpoint. Um it's it's one thing to put two weeks of training together. It's another week another thing to put in three or three and a half. And so um we'll be able to tell I think in a healthy way. And that's just one of the most important things for me is we, we want to keep our athletes healthy and take good care of them so that they can train. And so um, yeah, you know, I think, uh, last year, I don't know if these teams will be here this year, but last year, um, South Dakota state was there. The university of South Dakota was there, uh, North Dakota, uh, North Dakota state, and then the university of Sioux Falls. And so, um, it'll be a competitive meet with some division one, I, I would anticipate in division two schools. Um, it's been a few years since there's been any NAI schools there, but you know, one of the things we we've kind of told athletes that have, have looked at our program over the years is. We want to put them in a position where they're pushed and where they have a chance to compete against all different types of levels. And um, our sport is one where where we get to go and, and regularly compete against schools that are um, Division One, Division Two, and, and we get to test our medal. And last year, I think we did that really, really well in those those races. And um, hopefully, we can we can take that and apply that to this year. 